Hey everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. And I'm excited to introduce Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. CCSSO's National Teacher of the Year program provides a platform for exceptional educators to elevate issues that affect teachers and their students, to expand their leadership roles, and to inform policy and practice. I was named National Teacher of the Year in 2010, and since then, I've been committed to sharing the stories and elevating the voices of State Teachers of the Year. It is my hope that this podcast will give you insight into the incredible work they do. As we are very much aware, the 2020-2021 school year is so different from anything we could have imagined. Not only do the physical classroom environments look different for students, they feel different as educators navigate responding to two radical changes in our society, the COVID-19 pandemic and the heightened awareness of institutionalized racism. Through this first series, my first lesson of the year, we hope to capture the true essence of the return to school from an educator's perspective. In these episodes, the 2020 State Teachers of the Year will walk us through the ways they are approaching instruction and maintaining a connection with their students in this new environment. You can join the conversation on social media too, by using the hashtag NTOY20 or by visiting us online at NTOY.org. That's N-T-O-Y. Org. Let's begin. This is Sarah Brown Wessling. Welcome, Chris Deer, and thank you for joining me for this conversation today about lessons from the classroom as we teach in a pandemic. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, my name is Chris Deer, and um, I represent Louisiana. I'm the 2020 Louisiana Teacher of the Year, and I teach uh, U.S. History at Ben Franklin High School in New Orleans. Wonderful. And you are completely online right now? Completely virtual. Completely virtual. Gotcha. Well, we are really curious. Can you tell us about one of your first lessons of this year? Sure. Yeah. So I'm actually, this is my first year at this school. So it was interesting to teach at a new school and and do it virtually. But one thing that I wanted to do was uh, give the students an opportunity to tell me about the school itself. So some teachers and I got together a document-based question, what should we know about Franklin? And we got together different documents like Google reviews that people have left and different, um, yeah, emails that, you know, were sent out. And over the summer, the students collectively wrote um, a letter calling for more uh, equity within the school and for the school to address, um, you know, racial disparities and, lack of teachers of color. And I thought it was really powerful. So I took some snippets of that letter and put it in the DBQ. Yeah. And I think the students saw that and was, they respected it. Like, you know, he's absolutely trying a bit. And then they, so they got, they had the opportunity to tell me about the school and sort of teach me. And I thought that was a really fun lesson. I got to know about the school through their lens instead of, yeah. what, you know, I've heard. The next lesson that I did, and this is all in collaboration with other teachers, by the way, it's not just Mm -hmm. (laughs) my idea or anything, but I had them listen to a local podcast that discussed the history of New Orleans from the perspective of the indigenous. So before New Orleans was founded by the French, it was called Bulbancha. And so this podcast explored the 300 year anniversary of New Orleans that people were celebrating but it also highlighted the history of New Orleans before the French and the Spanish 
came here and it, it interviewed multiple uh, people from different nations, from, uh, you know, people in the African-American community and their intersection and how that shows in its culture. For instance, um, the black community here has the Mardi Gras Indians, which is a really famous um, type of cultural, uh, you know, trait that is here where people dress up in, you know, beautiful beaded garments and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, we did that. And then we got to talk about the history. I gave them an opportunity to talk about the history of their name as well. So they can talk to me about yeah. what their name is, what it means. And so I got to know about the school and some background about them, but also wanted to let them know that we're going to learn about different histories in here, not just, you know, things in the textbooks right. or not just, you know, and I think there was some concern there from the students. So I would say that the first lessons were, went pretty, pretty well, all things considered. That is so wonderful. There's so much uh, in those descriptions that I think it, it's just so powerful. So first of all, some teachers may not know what a DBQ is, but I think it would be helpful, right? Because you're doing, because you're kind of layering here. So when you talk about yeah. the creating a DBQ, um, that's also a get to know you learn about the school lesson. You're like layering some central skills to what you teach, right? Right, right. And a, a DBQ essentially is, uh, it starts off with a question, a document-based question, and the question that I posed is, what should I know about Franklin as a new teacher? And then I gathered the documents that we analyzed together, yeah. and the conclusion is they let me know, and DBQs are something that is really, you know, popular in uh, AP U.S. history, so it's something they're going to have to learn how to do. So I yeah. thought it was an interesting way to kind of teach that skills content, but also... Right incorporated with a get to know you. Uh, and then they, the kids can tell me about the school and what I need to know. So right. I thought, yeah, I, I enjoyed that as well. And that's so I neat. I mean, I think it takes these skills that can sometimes feel really intimidating um, and it makes them accessible. It makes them personally relevant. And I think it just really gives them access to this critical thinking, I think, through the, just this really powerful lens. And like you said, that you are exploring all of these histories, right? That there's, there, like, that's part of the work is telling the story from different vantage points and telling as much of the stories as we possibly can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to do that really quick. I wanted to let them know that that's what it's going to be about. So your history, we, we live in New Orleans and rich history here. And why not dissect that from the get go, from the start? Yeah. So. And so much more powerful than just saying, I value local histories. You're actually, you know, embedding it in those in those first days. So whether you say it or not, they know it, they've experienced it, they've lived it. That's right. Yeah. This is their history. This is not just, yeah. So. Yeah. That's so neat. So um, I'm, I'm kind of imagining some ways that this is different than how you usually start the year, but I would like to hear that from you. <laughs> Where do I begin? This is very different from my yeah. usual start of the year. I'm, I'm not teaching in the parish that I taught in uh, for 10 years. So it's, it's a neighboring parish, which might not seem like a big deal outside of Louisiana, but people are, you know, um, people stick to their, their neighborhoods and their parishes here. So I'm teaching in a place where I 
may have been born near, but am not actually like from in, sure. in New Orleans. So that was different to do that and to do it virtual was, was incredibly challenging as well. So uh, yeah, so teaching virtually and in a new school and a new environment, I think it, it was incredibly challenging. So these first few days, I couldn't do any collaborative uh, assignments in terms of, you know, getting up and getting to know one another and having that physical face-to-face so trying to compensate that with with these different lessons and ideas, yeah, it was a challenge, but uh, yeah. we made it work, and that's what we have to do as teachers, right? We have to continually make it work whenever we it can is. with what we have. So true. So what did you learn from this? Well, one thing that I learned is that students were eager to be back in in some type of classroom setting, virtual or otherwise. So they were excited to see one another. If they knew uh, one another, they were eager to see, you know, what kind of teacher I was going to be and who I was going to be. So I learned that. I also learned that they are interested in learning about histories that are not, you know, just centered on whiteness or colonization and whatnot. So, and that's what they wrote about in their letter. So that's, that's something that I realized was very clear from the start. And I also learned that, you know, virtual teaching is hard. I learned that from the start. It's not easy to replicate what happens in the classroom over the computer screen. And I think all teachers know that. But I also learned that it is doable, that it it can be done with the right tools, the right guidance, and the right uh, mindset. So yeah, I would say that I learned a lot about my students. I think they got to know me a bit. And I learned just the challenges of virtual learning, but also the successes of virtual learning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it takes patience for sure. It does. Um, and it just, it, it moves at a different pace. And some things seem faster and some things seem slower. And just, you know, relearning all of that, I think, is, is tough. And also, in some ways, kind of liberating. Because I think it forces us back into some really central questions about who we are as teachers and about our craft. And maybe some questions we haven't asked ourselves in a long time. Yeah, and I think also uh, there's a lot of issues that are always happening (laughs) with virtual learning that you don't really, you know, experience in the classroom. I was teaching a class in the first week, and my dog got tangled up in uh, my headset wire and just (laughs) completely, like, you know, choked me, and and the kids are just watching this go down, and then he unplugs the internet, and I'm kicked off my own call and stuff, (laughs) and they were real chill about it, but uh, I was like, this is, you know, something that... you don't expect to happen, but you're just right. teaching and all of a sudden it's absolute chaos. And there it is. <laughs> and so. there it is. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, have this conversation, to be so transparent about your classroom and to share um, the ways that you're figuring this out and, and making this work. So we're really excited to share this with teachers broadly Um, And I know it's going to inspire people the way that it has inspired me. So thanks so much. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the first series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. It's our honor to elevate the voices of educators across the country and provide them with a national platform to amplify their message and advocate on behalf of their students and colleagues. 
Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NToy20. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-0. Let's keep the conversation going.